0: hello my beautiful beanies and welcome to the bean for friday first with yesterday's news i am Glen zb we're looking back at thursday uh, and we'll discuss uh farming and farmers relationship with the minister of agriculture uh, the cost of christmas are uh, royals racist and uh, what is the cheese cave but before any of that uh, now this mental health system it's all fixed yes I think, yes, I think it's all
1: fixed. And it's a similar scene in terms of healthcare in general. The lack of GPs and nurses, the wait times at ED departments. The wait times, they're actually so bad that most sensible people these days seek to avoid ED entirely, if they can. One of our kids broke a toe the other day. The first thing I said was, well, don't go to an emergency department. That's how bad it is, and has been for quite a while, actually. Um, Now when accidents happen or kids are sick, parents are having to really stop and evaluate and question whether it's actually worth going to an ED, given they know they'll probably not get seen for several hours because the hospitals are so snowed under and under-resourced. It's a crying shame that in a first-world country our healthcare system has come to this. As it turned out, the broken toe needed an X-ray, which then needed to follow up with a GP, and then a referral to a specialist for a splint, you know, one of those flat splint shoe things to support it. And while we were lucky to get to a GP, we were not so lucky to get the support shoe sorted, given they informed us they had a two-week backlog of people already waiting. So what happens to a broken toe that you can't walk on or support for two weeks? Nothing. You just have to ride it out, apparently. And that is the state of our healthcare. GPs say they're beyond frustrated, but what can you do? And that appears to be what every nurse, doctor, orderly and hospital walk- worker is asking these days. What can they do? It just doesn't feel right that when it comes to ill health, physical or mental, that you have to stop and think about what resources you can actually tap into and once you've done that what might actually be available to you worse yet of course is a health minister who won't acknowledge it's a crisis in the first place when all those of us experiencing it at any level know that clearly it is
0: yeah, it seems to be a theme of the year of um, our hosts insisting that things are a crisis and the ministers responsible for those things insisting that they're not um for some reason, it's very important that, that we admit that these things are crises. And it's equally important to the government to admit to not admit that they are. And I don't understand either of those things. Just get on and <laughs> fix it. <laughs> for God's sake. Uh, right, now, has Damien O'Connor done a great job or a, an average job for the farmers this
2: year? Your own hard work, your incredible resilience has resulted in record export sales and will likely go a very long way to save our sorry asses this year and next. Thank you all very much. See, that's what I'd have written if I was the Agriculture Minister. And I don't think it's over the top. When you have listened to what these people have been through, these men and women, who have basically propped up this country while others squander the money that they earn, I don't think it's unreasonable to say thank you. Acknowledge. You acknowledge something has occurred. Mm, That happened. Will you look at that? Record growth. Mm. A thank you, I think, is at the very least what our primary producers deserve across the board. So, you know, I've read the speech, there's a little bit of hard work and resilience from Nash, from Parker, an acknowledgement from Damien O'Connor, what everybody involved in those sectors deserves is a standing ovation and a round of applause.
0: Could we stretch to a bottle of something, perhaps? Something actually useful, rather than just clapping? Uh... (laughs) Good work, good work, agriculture, well done. Now, uh, it's, yeah, so it is Christmas. Can we not afford a bottle of something? Is Christmas just too expensive this year? 1st of December,
3: you get a bit loose as you head into Christmas. Yeah. Quite a robust chat about this survey by a group called Banked. Banked is a financial information and deals website, and their goal, they say, is to help New Zealanders make the best decisions on the products they need. So they've done this survey, and they've found that pretty much all of us are stressed out to beat the ban when it comes to Christmas shopping. Um Women are more stressed. Seventy percent of women report feeling some level of stress going into this Christmas season when it comes to buying gifts. That's seventy percent of women, but for men, forty-nine percent. Yeah, a lot so, more chill. Yeah, and it turns out men spend a lot more on Christmas than women do, which I found surprising. Yeah, found very surprising. And they, um, and uh, Kiwis on average spend six hundred and twenty-five, uh, three dollars, six hundred and twenty-three dollars, on gifts. This year, that's what they're projecting. Yeah, which I uh, I don't know about you, and I love your thoughts at home. Six hundred twenty-three. So that's basically every gift you're giving out, right? Yeah. That's cumulative. Yeah. Six hundred twenty-three dollars. Well, I suppose it depends on how many people you're buying for. For one, well, yeah. didn't say that, but anyway, that that's a hell of a lot of money to uh, have to find between now and Christmas, isn't it? I was. Yeah, it is. I suppose if you start now, but you see, my mother starts her Christmas shopping uh, Boxing Day. Yeah, well, she's like me a wee bit because I'm not a great gift giver. I don't like giving gifts. You know, I think well, people can make their own mind up about what they want Why? rather than make up. You know, go oh, I think this would be good for so and so. Nah. And so what I do is just give money.
0: Um, as I mentioned yesterday, it was my birthday yesterday, and uh, I think I may have also mentioned that all I really wanted was bourbon, and I did actually get bourbon. I got I got bourbon twice. I got bourbon from two different people, so that was perhaps the best birthday ever I also got shoes and I really really wanted them to fit but they didn't quite fit so they've got to go back and get swapped and that involves apparently some kind of store transfer that might take a bit of time so like so I didn't get shoes I love the shoes I'll love them more when they fit um, not sure how we got on to that. Uh, let's uh, talk about the oh, do we have to talk about the Royals. Guess what, guys? Some of them are
4: racist. There's a shock. Now, the reason they're reacting like this is cause it's bad, isn't it? Because you're asking that question now, aren't you? Was there something to that story that Harry and Meghan told Oprah that a senior royal asked about the color of of the baby's skin? Suddenly, those two have just a tiny bit more credibility than they did yesterday and this is where it gets really awkward for these guys because harry and megan are about to launch a massive pr blitz their netflix documentary drops next week his book drops in six weeks if this is anything like the launch of any other highly anticipated tv show or book there will be wall-to-wall publicity of the pair of them giving interviews and maybe answering questions about whether this proves them right and gives them the chance to do that whole i told you so thing and for the royals This is really awkward because it's the first time they're going to fight their front without their best asset around, which is, of course, the Queen. The risk for the Royals is that at the very, 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 very moment that Harry and Meghan are trying extremely hard to look good, the Royals, by association with Lady Susan Hussey, just gave them a little bit of credibility, didn't they?
0: Oh, can't we just put them on a boat and send them adrift somewhere? So... Sure, can we not all oh, just completely over them now? Come on. Seriously? I mean, literally, the next thing I have to do after I finish making this podcast is cut up the trailer for the Netflix program, with Harry and Megan Netflix program. It's one of those things I have to pretend, I just sit there and pretend that I'm not doing it while I'm doing it. I'd rather be in a cheese cave, definitely.
1: Yeah, I was, um, you know, going through the ca- Canadian, you know, d- dispute, and uh, I realised that the amount of subsidies they get, But I actually, accidentally, came across a um, uh, a website which talks about the
4: American cheese caves. What? And I thought, have you ever heard of these? The Apparently, American cheese caves. Cheese caves, they store billions of pounds of cheese, not millions of
1: pounds, of surplus dairy products. And that and explains why Trump didn't want to be part of the, the TPP.
4: American the, cheese yeah, caves. He, cheese caves. And I just wondered if, if anybody else had... Uh, uh, hang uh, on. How much did you say, because I've got it here, it says you've said billions of something. It said, Sarah... Billions billions of pounds of cheese. Oh, no. Well, the one I've got says hundreds hundreds of thousands of pounds of American cheese. Oh, right. Well, this was under modern farmer and farm food life. Oh, hang on a second. Hold it. Hang on. Hold it. Oh, it talks Hmm? about hundreds of feet below the ground in Missouri. Sorry, there are hundreds of thousands of pounds of American cheese, uh, which are caves kept at a perfect 36 degrees. Uh, comprising the country's 1.4 billion pounds of surplus cheese. So the country, the cheese caves have a few hundred thousand pounds.
3: What the hell? What the hell is that?
1: Well, this is why we can never get into the American market.
0: Surely the uh, real question is why, how Americans haven't managed to eat all their cheese. I mean, they love cheese, don't they? Cheeseburgers, cheese... Uh, nachos, cheese fries, uh, whipped cheese in a can. Could I go on holiday and spend it in a cheese cave? And if I did, would I come out alive? A lot of questions, aren't there? There's actually a great story, an historical story about uh, cheese at the White House and how people could come and have some cheese from the White House. This is a problem that goes way back, surplus cheese in the States. Do you think maybe they should just stop making cheese for a while? I mean, that seems like a crazy thing for me to suggest, but. I've got a bit of a cheese hangover this morning, if I'm gonna be perfectly honest. It was, as I've mentioned incessantly, it was my birthday yesterday and it meant I got pizza for dinner last night. And uh, one of the pieces that was ordered was one of those ones that's got the cheese in the crust. And I might have had one piece too many of that. And I'm suffering the other effects now. I'm Green ZB. Uh, that has been used or ZB. Uh, I'm, I'm going to take an extra day off this weekend just to recover from the cheese, and I'll see you on Tuesday. 90% of parenting is just thinking about when you can have a break.